Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, I'm Eric Eastep. And I'm Scott Reevely. And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back. I have to tell you, Scott, I had a... This this has never happened to me until this last week. I was on Apple Music, and I saw playlists, and they had a playlist called Dad Rock. And I thought to myself, self, I'm going to listen to this playlist, and it's probably going to be a bunch of music that my dad used to listen to. Like, I don't know, Led Zeppelin or something. Like Mm -hmm. more, maybe some Yacht Rock, maybe some older stuff. And I play this playlist, and... It was all music that I listened to when I was in college and very much enjoyed and realized I am the dad being referenced in dad rock. The pain is real, Eric. It's true. Yeah. Oh, it was, that was an interesting experience. Well, good. If, if you want a playlist to listen to dad rock, it, you, you might not know any of the music. I, I know all the music. Oh, there. Thank you. I happen to be a dad also. Yes. Yes. So anyway, that was fun. Another thing, I've been campaigning because I'm running for office. And uh, And you had a kickoff last week. I did. That was fun. I did. And that venue was awesome. It was. Hanging out at a vineyard, and it was lovely. And you had a good turnout. And people showed up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't a, there wasn't just one person there running for office. There was many people there. It was a great start. It was good. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Anyway, you were saying. Yeah, I'm doing that, and and I may even, even have heard this there when I was there. Um, But I'll talk with people while I'm running for office, uh, specifically Christians. And I tell them I'm running or they come up to me and they say, "Um, congratulations on running. And then they'll say something along the lines of, yeah, we, we really need, we need, we need more Christians in politics. And I never really know what to do with that statement. And I don't, I, I what, can't what, do, re- what do you do? You just freeze? Like, ah! <laughs> I don't do that. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I just nod my head or something, but it strikes me as just a, there's a lot of assumptions there. I'm not really sure what people's assumptions are, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it, I, I, I keep coming up to this uh, statement and I'm not really sure what to do with it. Okay. Um, and we, we talk about, we'll, well let's talk about process that on, on the air here. This today. can be the counseling session for Eric. <laughs> We've done some for you. <laughs> I'll find a way to make this counseling for me too. I'm sure. There we go. But the thing that when I hear that, that, uh, you know, I, I could even see myself saying that without mm-hmm. thinking, I suppose, but it does make me wonder, uh, what do they mean by, um, wanting more Christians in politics. We mm. need more. What, what does that actually mean? Mm. And so it could mean any number of things, I think. It could mean that um, we want someone from our tribe to have the power mm-hmm. instead of somebody from a different tribe. Right. And that is, that is a likely piece of it. Right. Um, it could mean, I think, that we want... Uh, someone who will enact what we consider to be Christian policies or um, 
somehow have a moral compass when it comes to creating legislation. I, I think that that's mm. some of it. It um, could it could be even just like a half step. Uh, you said a, a, someone in my tribe to have power. It could even be something smaller than that. Just I I know you. You're like me. I I can trust you. Probably something like that. And people, if I trust you, it'd be cool if other people I can trust were also um, in politics. Mm-hmm. I, it could be something, not so much tribe identification. I'm just kind of yeah. soft stepping it a little bit because mm-hmm. because you're you're practicing for politics. That's good, oh, there, Eric. <laughs> nice. You're doing very well. Nice. <laughs> I mean. Again, so I, I pick, you know, enacting Christian policies because mm-hmm. that is one of the reasons that that I kind of jumped in mm. on this podcast in the beginning was that's the only framework that I had for a Christian in politics. Why would sure. they, they it have to do with whatever, you know, is just and right and good that they need to enact and not thinking in terms of, uh, you know, the kingdom life or anything like that, kingdom of heaven as in being an ambassador. I didn't even think of those things. It was just like there's good policies and mm-hmm. bad policies. and There's good legislation, bad right. legislation. I would rather there be good legis- legislation yeah. and not bad legislation. Which is which is fine, but that's the only category I had it kind of before we started this. Uh, I think the other thing that, because we've talked about it on a podcast, that I would sure. say is that people may mean we want someone who will restore uh, to us our Christian heritage. Mm. You know, we... This country was founded on, you know, Christianity, and we need Christians in there to get it back. Right. Which um, I would say, listen to the episodes on Christian nationalism and some other things that we we got a few of worked there. on there because yeah. because and I I think that's the thing. But um, if in in my so all of those suggestions that I just made are probably uncharitable, which. I'm, please forgive me. I'm mm. not running. Eric's running. He wasn't. He's been nothing but charitable. Just for the record, there you go. But um, it's it's not uncharitable to to attribute the desire for specific policies. It's not a, that's not uncharitable. No, well, thank you. Part of what I said wasn't uncharitable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there you go. I uh, like that my help made it even worse. <laughs> that's right. I'm I'm only partially evil. There we go. <laughs> Anyway, but what Eric said about wanting somebody they can trust, I think trust mm. is is probably you know a very big part of it. In fact, just uh, just this week, uh, right after the, the Fourth of July, uh, there was a new Gallup poll on the confidence in uh, that Americans have in institutions, and really in every category except for one. One was steady. All the rest of the categories about. Um, American institutions, um, um, found, we, Gallup found that Americans trust those institutions less than they did last year. In other words, the trend is uh, seriously or ever. seriously down. Yeah, it's at an all-time low. And they've been doing this since 1979. Nine, I think, yeah. So um, the, the general <coughs> decline since 79 is about... About half. It's about, they're about yeah, half four, as 48 confident. points to 27 points, so yeah. 48% confidence across all institutions in 1979, and we're down to 27% across all institutions mm-hmm. in 2022. Things are looking up. And so that, yeah, and it's, <laughs> and it, you know, it is interesting that it's all institutions. I mean, it's banking, it's... Uh, the, Small businesses. The police, it's, the, you know, churches, it's all kinds of stuff. But 
but there is a crisis of confidence and a crisis of Congress trust. is the lowest. Mm-hmm. It was twi- is it lower than the news even? Uh, yes, by, by a lot. So 12% mm. confidence in 2021, and it is now 7% confidence in 2022. Seven out of 100 people have confidence in Congress. Huh? And television news went, went from 16 to 11. Newspapers went from 21 to 16. Okay. Well, you know what? I think that reflects, I think that reflects people listening to our podcast on how you get your news. and Yeah, they're, to, they're reading more. They're getting go. paper. Okay. We're going to claim, we're going to claim improvement from the Gallup poll. <laughs> Gallup reflects what we've been saying here. <laughs> awesome. Oh dear. But, it, but so uh, back to, back to the main point, uh, there is a lack of confidence in institutions. So if someone meets someone they trust going, Hey, I'm going to try to join that constitution or not constitution. I'm going to try to join that institution that can only help build trust in that institution. So people would say, Oh, someone I trust, it'd mm-hmm. be great if, and it's, I, it could be another way of saying, it'd be great if more people I trust were in that institution. Well, yeah, and that's a, worth, that's a worthwhile thing to say whether they're Christians or not. Right. And I think that's one of the things that we're, we're going to get around to asking and thinking about is what makes that person trustworthy. I mean, you, one of the things that you ask is that, uh, or it's suggested is that it's insufficient Mm-hmm. for somebody to be a Christian to build trust. Right. Like, uh, and, and you suggested that, um, well, you <laughs> in the hypothetical occurrence, you had a broken water line Well, it's not hypothetical anymore. I know it's not. <laughs> I, so I broke a water line. I, I broke it um, while fixing something else. It's great. Homeownership. It's awesome. Uh, and the, the, the domestic water line broke, and it was dripping, more than dripping. There was lots of water everywhere. So I was thinking it'd be, it'd be nice to have a plumber. Um, I ended up fixing it myself. So I served as my own plumber, but there, uh, there, therefore you can trust him with the institution of government. (laughs) Maybe that's not where you're going. That's not where I'm going. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but when, when someone has a broken water pipe, uh, it is, it is not sufficient to just have someone say, Oh, I know a Christian plumber. Okay, and, and I'm picturing, because I've seen this before, and you've probably seen it before as well, the little ichthus, the little Christian fish on the back of the, mm-hmm. the trade van. Um, that's great. I'm not sure what it indicates uh, about the person in the van. Um, but one, if they don't know how to fix a pipe, it doesn't matter that they're a Christian plumber. Um, I, need, I need an effective plumber. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are also a Christian and happen to be an effective plumber, that's great. But if they're an ineffective plumber, and a Christian that doesn't help me at all with the water pipe. Well, see, yeah, when you when you start talking like that, then you start talking about being um, uh, an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And here you're representing the kingdom of heaven. And you can't fix a pipe right. when you claim to be a plumber and fix a pipe. Right, you claim to be a plumber and you claim <clears throat> to be a Christian, and you can't plumb. You can't plumb. It is a, that's Can you a Christian? That's a problem. <laughs> exactly. That's a problem. And so probably because you ask, what does that communicate? What does the fish communicate? I think the fish communicates. Um, it doesn't really communicate anything about the pipe. Right. Can I get the pipe fixed or not? You assume that uh, with the noun, the, the plumber, not the adjective mm-hmm. Christian plumber. Mm-hmm. And what hopefully what a fish indicates is that the person is honest and courteous and on time and you know, they give you what they, they keep their word. Um, they don't take advantage of you. And mm-hmm. there's several things that, that because 
that person is a kingdom citizen that you should be able to expect. I mm-hmm. think that's, so it, it should actually. Uh, it, that's the hope. It, right, it should, or you would hope that a fish on the back of a van would uh, build trust. Mm-hmm. Because, but that's what's at stake. It's still, right. a, it's still a trust issue, right? which is what you identified earlier. And I think we have to somehow come to grips with um, how can we be trustworthy mm-hmm. people in representing the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And in, in the governmental or political sphere, uh, we're not fixing pipes. Well, we might be. We might be passing infrastructure projects. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Um, but having someone identify as Christian does not make them an effective politician or mm-hmm. an effective uh, government official or executive or uh, or judge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they don't know how to fix the pipe, proverbially, mm-hmm. uh, then... It's, it doesn't help that they're Christian. It doesn't help that um, they have the little fish on the back of their whatever. It's not a van anymore. I don't know what it is. We're, we're, we're going too far with this metaphor. Um, but let me, let me insert, too, because of some things I read earlier, even today in the news, it doesn't mean that somebody's ineffective at those things either because they're a Christian. Sure. Whereas there is a, there is a you know, major part of our society today that would assume somebody's a Christian, then they're, they're ineffective at mm-hmm. governing or plumbing or really right. li- right. living, basically. It's a sort of a perspective people have on Christians. And then there, in all fairness, there's a sense in which Christians have earned that, but mm. not, not completely, not to the degree that it's there, I don't think. So. Right. Anyway, what, uh, what kind of things then... Uh, do you need different things in government, do you think, than plumbing? Or is it essentially, will it come across kind of wholesale? wholesale? Oh, that's, that's a good question. I had not, not thought of it in that, that term. Do you need something different? Um, well, we sit in a, we sit in a, a representative government, a democratic republic. Um, so we vote on who's going to do the job. And just like when you choose a plumber, you evaluate Mm-hmm. and you figure out who, who am I going to hire to do this job, you're kind of doing that when you're electing a politician. Who am I going to hire? Who am right, I going exactly. to choose? Um, and at, at some of the base level stuff, I think it is pretty similar. You want people, I, I would use the term virtuous. You'd want, you'd want virtue in people. Um, you, you mentioned honesty, mm-hmm. uh, courtesy. Um, they, they show up when they say they will show up. Mm-hmm. Um, that You know how hard that is to get someone to show up when they say they will show up? Um, You're saying that because I was late to record today. I, I was not saying oh, okay. that. <laughs> I was just thinking of like Comcast or something like that. Oh, dear. They don't <laughs> tell me there's no fish on the back of a Comcast van. So, so you want, uh, you need people who are virtuous. You need people who have integrity, who will do what they say they will do, who are honest, all those things. Um, I think you want people with wisdom. Uh, who can who who know how the world works and how it should be put together, uh, because government it, at, at least a level is an organizing of society. And if you don't understand how the world works, mm-hmm. you can't organize it around the reality of how the world works. So you want um, people in government who are wise, who have wisdom. I also think it's it's kind of the posture thing. You want people who live and interact humbly with others. There's plenty of. Um, that's, that's a biblical category, walk, walk humbly, um, mm-hmm. w- amongst others and also with God. Uh, 
but the the humble piece there's so so much in politics that is not humble and that's such a that's such a better posture especially mm-hmm. if you're talking about legislation so much of legislation is is compromise. We got multiple people coming in. Um, I have this idea about how this should work. I, you have this idea about how this should work. We need to craft words on a page that uh, the majority of us are willing to say, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with that legislation. Um, you can, I suppose, browbeat someone and, and make that work, but it's not long-term effective or helpful. Um, and if you can live and move in a winsome and humble and helpful way, um, I just think that's a, that's a better way to go. Um, I think an understanding of justice and righteousness is helpful. Um, and I think we, we were, before we started recording, we were kind of talking about the tension between image of God and, and depravity, brokenness. Um, and I think even if, um, even if someone's not a Christian, they could have at least a partial understanding of justice um, because they know how the world works, because they know how God designed the world to be, and there's still that, that image of God piece um, though not though not fully un- exemplified, um, they they see a direction of justice that's appropriate, and I think that one that's helpful for government, and two that that does not require one to have the fish on the back of the van. Um, it probably helps to mm-hmm. under, to have definitions from scripture, but you can begin to have an idea towards that. Um, I think approaching government as a steward is also helpful. Um, which would be opposite of like ambition or something. Uh, we get to take care of, we get to serve, um, serve citizens, serve neighbors. I think those, those are some of the things you need. And some of those can be helped by a good understanding of what it means to be a Christian, but none of these require um, someone to be a Christian. I don't know. What do you think, Scott? Well, I was, I was, processing this in terms of the initial question about uh, do you need something different in uh, a government official than you need in a plumber or um, that kind of thing. And so it occurred to me that there are, there are really two pieces to it. One uh, is the technical uh, knowledge or technical ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, the plumber's got to fix pipes and or do some other plumbing uh, thing and a government official has a different sphere where they have some technical expertise and they they absolutely need to be able to do some things right and so those two things would probably parallel and then you've also got because it's it's people and it's not a building you probably have a little more breadth of when you said wisdom I think that's probably fair just uh, some kind of uh, life experience and ability to work with people Mm. beyond what you might need as a plumber but Mm -hmm. those two things and then so i think there's a little breadth uh that might be a little different the technical the the technicality of it's just a different sphere but then i think too when you say there's a there's a a fish on the back of the government vehicle or a fish on the back of the um the service van I, i think really the, the life of Christ in that person mm. shapes the way they do those two things. It informs, um, you know, there's still technical things in both mm-hmm. areas that Christians and non-Christians alike can do, but to do it informed by these other things, humility and stewardship and wisdom 
and you know justice and all that informed mm-hmm. from the Christian perspective does sort of flesh out and make that a little bit more of a complete picture it should anyway so mm-hmm. anyway i'm 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 uh just processing here as, as oh, we're yeah. talking about because i think that's a that's a fair question because we're, the church is made up of people all kinds of walks of life and i want i want the scriptures to inform whatever people do mm. and shape you know they can have all different technical spheres and everyone has different life experiences and different sort of areas in which they're more wise and less wise but I want the scripture to inform all of it so that, um, you know, they're better than their counterparts are who, you know, aren't Christians maybe. Mm. Well, better at their job anyway. Even just as you said that, there's many Christians in all walks of life um, doing all sorts of things. Uh, that j- just because you have a group of Christians doesn't mean any of them may be good at being in politics or being in government or anything like that, just because they're Christians. You have a group of right. Christians. One may be good at uh, teaching or engineering or, right. or whatever. They may have different skills um, that lend them, lend itself to different things. Um, and it may be better. Yeah, I think it's true. It may be better to have <laughs> um, non-Christians who actually know how to do those things in government mm-hmm. um, instead of those Christians just because they're Christians. Uh, because they don't know how to do those things or don't, are, are not mm-hmm. equipped or skilled to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about the breadth or the, or the technicality piece of it. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's true. And some, some of what you'd need then if you're um, a Christ follower who doesn't have what it takes is an honest, humble admission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to on air say, I don't want to be doing what you're running to do. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I, that, um, I'm more than happy to let you do it instead of me nice. so but yeah because i i think just a daunted submission that that's not for me or i'm not for it mm-hmm. is rather than posing or pretending and right. somehow disappointing people because because as a christian i'm not able to do mm-hmm. the right job so yeah um <clears throat> i think another thing uh, the the thing that the question when or not the question the statement people make uh, we need more Christians in, pol- in politics I think it potentially ignores um, the the temptations for Christians that would be just as uh, present for them as for anybody else there's um, you can be driven by ambition you can have a lust for power and be a Christian there's no there's no protection uh, just because you're a Christian um, for that. Uh, for that temptation, for that, oh, we could go this way, we could do this thing. Um, if that, if that's your besetting sin, it's probably not a good idea for you to put yourself in those situations. It's probably not a good mm. idea to have the quote-unquote Christian um, over there who who just is running by ambition, running by a desire to hold the levers of power. Um, and that that's kind of one of the things that comes to mind when someone says that is, well, shoot, you don't know, just because someone's a Christian, you don't know what their driver is. You don't mm-hmm. know um, why they want to be in those situations. I think another um, another thing that a Christian can get kind of crosswise is we often talk about uh, there's a kingdom of heaven, there's a kingdom of man, there's there's the ultimate. We should be identifying with the kingdom, um, and we are we are citizens here of America, of Oregon, uh, of West Lynn. But that's something secondary. That's something underneath, um, smaller than, subordinate to our citizenship in the kingdom. 
And I think it's pretty easy if you don't have those things distinct to place the same emphasis um, that you would on the kingdom on whatever you're doing in a smaller sphere. And so if you're, if you're losing ground or um, if you're in politics, you're probably on, on one team or another. So there's the team thing going on. And if your team's losing and you don't have those spheres distinct, you could go, oh, no, my political team's losing. They're, they're beating up the kingdom. Like, mm-hmm. no, 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 these things, are, these things are distinct. And if you don't have those things distinct, um, you, could do, you could do some damage if you're in government and not able to keep um, I keep saying spheres because that's how uh, I can't remember if Calvin talked about it that way, but or Luther. But um, I think that's something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm in particular thinking about a bunch of uh, text messages that uh, were released from Mark Meadows. He was the chief of staff during January 6th. And some of the stuff that he was writing back and forth with people sounded very much theologically driven, very much... Um, sounded like it was attached to something more ultimate than government. Um, but he was talking about the, the situation on the ground. He was t- texting things like, evil always looks like the victor until the king of kings triumphs. So he was attaching eschatological significance, theological significance to what was happening on January 6th. Like, no, you have, you have your categories mixed up. Wow. Um, so that's a, that's a danger that's in play. And he identifies as a Christian. Um, and I just kind of think, okay, that we need more than that little label um, to make someone qualified, to make someone um, an appropriate holder of a position, an appropriate uh, holder of, I guess, power there too. Well, as, yeah, as you describe it, it's uh, uh, anybody can have that in most any sphere. If my identity right. is tied up in, say, being a dad, or my identity is tied up in uh, being a successful pastor— and I make that an idol such that that is ultimate for me, mm-hmm. then I have committed the same thing. I have the same temptation. I don't have much power, probably. And so, right. so the, oct- the octane and, right. the, and the, the jet fuel is a little hotter in There's a multiplicative politics. factor. Right. It's yeah. worse. But it's the, same kind of, it's the same kind of thing. What is, you know, where's my identity? Is my identity in Christ, my identity in success, or in the ranks that I've achieved or whatever. So it, it did strike me that that's a pretty human problem that really only identification with Christ can, can you know, save, really. Mm. So having the label and actually living, uh, it's no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me, right. is those are two different things. <laughs> Right, really? just identifying as right. is not the same as being transformed by. There you go, perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if you think then, Eric, what um, what should an elected official, uh, if we do need Christians there, Christians who are you know kingdom ambassadors, mm. we need a kingdom ambassador in, well, hypothetically, the legislature. Mm-hmm. Um, for state or something, mm-hmm. what uh, what does that elected official who is a kingdom ambassador do, or how does that play out? Do you think? I think beyond the technical pieces, um, you have to do that well. You have to do right. that well. Yeah. Uh, but ha- I mean, how does it? If you're elected and how you be a kingdom citizen, you continue to be a kingdom citizen the way you would whether you were elected or not. I mean, wh- what do you do? We're 
I always go to those big handholds in Scripture. We're loving God and loving our neighbors. We're definitely supposed to be mm-hmm. doing that. Um, while we are waiting for the king to return, we're, we're making disciples. Um, that does, doesn't really matter where you are. Wherever you're going, you're making disciples. Um, and I think the uh, living as an exile here, and I always go back to the stewardship language. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're waiting for the king to return. Until he returns, we're exiles. What can you do well here while he's gone? Um, you can use whatever skills you have, whatever talents you have, whatever treasure you have, and you can steward them well so that when he returns, hey, I did these things. I did, um, I worked, I worked the ground, I mm-hmm. um, organized, I uh, brought order to something that was chaotic. Um, a lot of that is government. That's what that mm-hmm. is. I, I think those, those are true of an elected official trying to live as a kingdom citizen and true of any kingdom citizen. Those are, the only thing that changes is the context. Mm-hmm. And maybe the, um, the magnitude of the ramifications if you don't do that well. But it, you could have you could be in big business, and it could, yeah, the it could have the number of similar, people that you impact right. is yeah possibly. You know, the other, I guess the other thing I think about because again I started with one category, right? Mm-hmm. What are the Christian policies this person can enact? Mm-hmm. I do think that there is you know there is a, a scripture in First Timothy two that that helps me think about how those two things relate. It says, first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Then, verse 2, for kings and all who are in high positions, that they may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. And so um, we pray for kings and all who are in high positions. And they don't have to be, and this is kind of what you were saying earlier, Mm -hmm. they don't have to be Christians in those high positions or Christians who are kings. But we're going to pray for them anyway because the role that they play in that sphere is to govern in such a way that uh, we may lead so that the church mm. may uh, be the church. So the church may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. And so the, uh, you know, what I would hope I would, you know, would happen with an elected official is that, and I would pray to this end, that's what, uh, Paul tells us, pray to this end that they would govern in such a way, whether you know whether they're Christians or not, that the church could be peaceful and quiet and godly and dignified. And that that does help me. I mean, I would hope that somebody who has the same kingdom priorities that the church does um, would see that from the vantage point of their um, elected position. But uh, if that person's not a Christian, I would still pray that that would be the end of their work. Mm. So uh, anyway, that, that really does help me because I, um, I get sideways sometimes about what, what is it that Christians need from the government. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, we certainly want the same services everybody else wants, but... You know, what do I get in a nod about or what do I get excited about? And it seems to me that this goal of uh, leading peaceful and quiet lives and godly and dignified in every way, that the government in some respect makes, you might say, makes some space for the church. I, I, hmm. I mean, the church makes its own space if the government doesn't do it. Sure. But that seems to be a little bit of the, the role here. So. so what should, I think, I think that's helpful. Because, uh, it, again, it's, one, if you're in a position, then 
you're hopefully being prayed for. <laughs> and, yeah, and if you're not, yeah. you're praying for it for a particular end, that's helpful. And it, and it brought to mind a number of, I think, at least Nebuchadnezzar, if not others in Scripture. I think there's a number of times where uh, something happened, and then they eventually said, you know what, you all should worship Yahweh. You all, you all should be free to w- worship this God. Um, and it wasn't really like that before that moment. Something happened, um, sometimes dramatic, uh, but then there was a space. There was mm-hmm. uh, the ability for God's people to live, lead uh, peaceful and quiet lives and worship uh, in godly ways um, with ease that they did not have before. So mm-hmm. that would be an interesting thing we should talk about someday like Cyrus and uh, Darius, and there are mm-hmm. lots of them, that the, the Scripture says, they are my servant. Mm-hmm. And we know for a fact, they're, they're, there's no way they were believers. Right. And no way that they had a personal relationship with Yahweh, and yet they were his servants. Mm-hmm. Because they, um, they served in the government, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. Which links up with the Romans 13 language, mm-hmm. um, appointed by or... Uh, does it say servant in Romans? It, it does, yeah. Yeah, to carry the sword, yeah. So, so that, that's just what came to mind. Um, and yeah, we have, that's another episode in the future. I don't there know when in the future, but in the future. Uh, so what? Uh, what should we do? I mean, there's there's what I should do is to figure out how to respond to people when they when they <laughs> say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is helpful in figuring that out. But what should we do? What should our listeners do? People who aren't running. Who aren't running? Yes. Well, I think uh, because we just talked about it, uh, the first thing is to pray. Mm-hmm. And First uh, Timothy two two tells you how to pray that mm-hmm. uh, might live that they might govern in such a way that we could live peaceful and quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. Um, I think that uh, we can ask um, we can ask God for uh, wisdom and for help for uh, us and clarity and virtue for us. I think we can ask that. That would be the characteristic of the people who, um, you know, who we elect. Because mm-hmm. really, it would mean if they can be wise and clear and virtuous, and not Christians, there they will perform their function, mm-hmm. you know, their God ordained function in a way that's useful. So we can pray to that end, I think. Um, and then, you know, if if you want to apply, I think what we talked about here, you can uh, just say. Can this person do uh, the technical plumbing of government? Right. <laughs> you know I mean, nice. The plumbing of government. The plumbing of government. Can That's they, the takeaway of this, this episode. That's right. <laughs> um, which I think is, anyway, I, I, I'm really tempted just to say how funny it is for us to use plumbing as a parallel because your wife, when she grew up, she did not want to marry a plumber. <laughs> and not only did you do plumbing in your basement last week, but uh, now you're going to be doing the plumbing of government. So anyway, I hope it all works out for you and your wife there. <laughs> not, not a plumber. Not a plumber, folks. But, yeah, that they can do technical pieces, and that's kind of how we think about it when we're voting, mm-hmm. uh, which means do they have the people skills to, um, you know, uh, interact with people who are different than them, who disagree with them, those sorts of things. Do they love justice and mercy? Can they walk humbly? Uh, are they going to, you know, be good at listening and representing mm-hmm. people. The, the things that, you know, are the technical aspects of the job we're right. asking them to do. Right. And then do they have the requisite uh, wisdom uh, and or ideas that will uh, work in the world as it is? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really, 
they they probably they don't have to be a Christian to be you know at least some have some level of wisdom, but they're if they're not a Christian. I don't know that they can live under God's rule in a wise way, like the Scripture describes wisdom. But right. nonetheless, is there a level of wisdom? I would still want to know that. Right, and I, I like your phrase, a requisite level of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I think there is a requisite level. Whether they have a full understanding attached to the fear of God, right. that's another uh, increasing measure of wisdom. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I've been in discussions about this before and gotten, gotten arguments with people about uh, evaluating or choosing politicians and I, I pressed on them that we, especially business owners, we will give um, a greater degree of scrutiny about the people we hire into our businesses than we, we typically do to some high-level level government official. Like, we, we evaluate people this way. Can they do the technical skills? Do they have the abilities necessary to do this job? Um, and then we don't think about it at that level when we're talking about governors or presidents or uh, legislators or congressmen or whatever. Um, and I think using this little rubric and just thinking through, do they have what is, what is required? Um, and God, give me wisdom to ponder this well so that I can evaluate these people who have applied for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you can you can evaluate that way and, and it, give at least the level of scrutiny that you would give um, hiring someone mm-hmm. <laughs> under you or, or for your business or, or whatever you're doing. So I think that's a helpful way to think about it. Well, I don't know. Did, do you think we helped people <laughs> with the question, do we need more Christians in politics? Um, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I hope, see, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It I, depends on the people. It's ve- <laughs> and it's very easy, you know, it's very easy to say, well, yes, we do, or, well, no, we don't. But I think it's much more useful. I hope it's much more useful to, to try and think about, like, what do people really mean when they say that? And, you know, what aspects of the question really need to be answered and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it, hopefully thinking about it is um, is more helpful than just simply, you right. know, giving people a yes or no answer. Right. Because that'd be a really short podcast. Very too. short podcast. <laughs> well, if it was helpful, send us an email. Um, if there's another question that needs to be answered, send us an email with that as well. Um, you can do that by sending an email to comment at cityonhillpodcast.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. That would be great. Ratings go a long way and are helpful uh, to tell the algorithm that you need to look at City on a Hill podcast. Um, if you want to leave an audio question, you can do that at speakpipe.com slash City on a Hill podcast. And until next time, we look forward to the next conversation.